0: Of all things geek and pop culture uh, in America and around the globe, my name is Andrew Puzak of Vigilant Geek Media, and I welcome you to take a walk with us through the magical world of animation today. With me, as always, as you all probably know, my comic book partner in crime, Holden Orm.
1: Hey, it's me.
0: And joining us again this week, he's been such a trooper... Uh Another one of our analysts here at Vigilant Geek Media, New England stand-up comedian, Nathan Burke. Yay, I'm a starship trooper. That's the kind of trooper I am. And the starship's getting ready to blast off into the universe of all things animation.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, took the words right out of my mouth. I'm good at taking things out of people's mouths. I think I've said that on this podcast before, yeah. um, but no uh welcome uh everyone uh who's listening out there uh to uh yet another uh captivating episode of the visual link geek podcast and uh this week we felt like we would uh um, have a little fun and honor some of our favorite uh works in animation uh you know and this is uh gonna cover you know. Everything within, uh, you know, well, dating back to, to, you know, Looney Tunes, I'd say, when, when Mary Melody started coming on. Yeah. Uh. We're not w- gonna be talking about Mickey Mouse.
1: Yeah, we're not talking about. None st- of that. None <laughs> of that. Steamboat Willie.
0: Yeah, Steamboat Willie, although I actually, I do enjoy watching that sometimes. Uh, it is kind of a hilarious You a bunch but... of teenage
2: girls in here to talk about Disney. Talk about, talk about, uh, Beauty and the Beast and stuff. Be our guest.
0: Be our guest. We, we're we better than the rest. And da, be da, our da, guest da. to
2: the podcast today.
0: Yes, all of you. Be our guest. Uh... We we welcome you. Uh, so um, you know, we we didn't really want to dive into like you know the really big names in animation out there right now on primetime mm. TV. Things like Family Guy, South Park, uh, Simpsons. Simpsons, obviously. We'll as, probably
2: do a whole big other separate episode on that.
0: I feel like we'll do a Simpsons cast uh, the next time we want to touch upon like you know uh animation outside yeah. of a certain anime. Right. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. I'll make that a side note these are more um, the
2: these are more the cartoons you grew up with
0: yeah a lot of that um and a lot of stuff that's like you know actually out there right now that's you know just really good a lot of well you know what let's just dive right into it you know uh i suppose you can't really uh kick off a cartoon cast properly without uh first discussing uh probably the most revolutionary uh Series, cartoon series uh, that was ever put on network television, uh, Looney Tunes. Yeah, now, think... Nathan, you and I have a history of, of of watching Looney Tunes growing up a little, and uh you know, I felt you'd be like the perfect mm-hmm. person to kind of kick this off. So, you know, I I, I hand the stage yeah. to you. We have you know? some
2: good memories of staying up late <laughs> at our, uh, our friend's dad's place uh, after going to a, was it a Neil Young concert? I think. Yeah. And uh, watching, looking at an octopus laying bricks and laughing hysterically at it
0: yeah like oftentimes in Looney Tunes <laughs> like you know like some of the more obscure uh, animated shorts that like didn't mm-hmm. include like bugs bunny and stuff like that was yeah, funny that too was more but...
2: like the early like Merry medley stuff yeah melodies like yeah,
0: the merry those... Melodies with like
2: the random characters. Like animated characters sometimes early porky pig when like early porky pig so far porky pig yeah more uh, Roly-poly porky yeah pig. <laughs> but i love yeah i mean i think that if if disney if like mickey mouse and stuff like that like started like really uh revolutionizing animation then like you know all of, i forget i wish i really knew more about the people like tex avery and people like that started doing like looney tunes and like i wish um i knew like everyone who went from disney to looney tunes but like started looney tunes
0: yeah
1: i i i so what was it mark like- if
2: like Mark Gallagher was here, he would know but,
1: <laughs> uh well he's not he's not a guest this week yeah, I know,
2: but uh he he would know that stuff, but uh those guys made it funny, I think that like Disney, like Mickey Mouse stuff was just like hey, yeah, uh, like I think louis c k said it once. Like, Mickey Mouse was like, ah, too much water. Like, and Bugs Bunny was like, ah, yeah, screw you. Like, I'm going to like kick you in the ass. And he just, like, He's like, Bugs Bunny is just like a dick. Like, it's, yeah. and, and it's hilarious. He just like pranks people. He just like screws with people for no reason. And
0: no shit, yeah. He's like one of the original cartoon pranksters.
2: And he's like, I'm going to, like, oh, you're hunting me? I'm going to get back at you like way more than you probably yeah. deserve. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he like make it gets Elmer Fudd to the point of tears, and then of yeah. course there's like you know other characters within Looney Tunes that are like horrible at pranking but won't stop trying, like Wily e. Coyote. Yeah, and it's like the Roadrunner outsmarts him every time, but he just won't give up. Which
2: is a very interesting uh segment of Looney Tunes because they don't talk, obviously. So it's yeah. all it's all slapstick. It's like pure slapstick, and it's. It's slapstick extract is what Looney Tune, uh, Wile E. Coyote and Roadrunner cartoons are. Yeah,
0: and they sort of, they use Wile E. Coyote as, as like the total martyr for everything, but it, it just ends up being hilarious.
2: Yeah, just get a boulder. Yeah. <laughs> so many boulders just falling on you.
1: Yeah, and then for some reason the, uh, the anvil that he bought just stays up in the air and mm-hmm. doesn't come down when he wants it to unless he's under it.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's Looney Tunes physics. <clears throat> so oh, yeah, they get, uh, yeah, I mean, classic characters. He, like, uh, Marvin the Martian was a great one. Marvin too. Martian was great, yeah. Uh, Yosemite Sam was great. i lo- actually, one of my favorite villains was probably Foghorn Leghorn.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <He's laughs> now, boy, I say, boy, no, come on here and listen to me, boy. I got something to say to you, boy.
2: And he's pushing, <laughs> I remember one time he was just, like shoving the dog. I forget what the dog's name was that was in, <laughs> in the Foghorn uh-huh. Leghorn cartoons, but he like, he's just like, He's like, what are you doing here, boy? Get out of here. Out. So, and, he, and then he like pushes him, like he, he pushes him so much he like falls, he like
1: trips over something. He's like, oh, get up, boy. Fall in the of yourself. Uh, good old foghorn. They're Sylvester the cat's pretty good too. Yeah, yeah. And well, they're all
2: very distinct. They're usually pretty distinct. Like they're, they actually have separate character flaws and things like oh, that. Oh yeah. Yeah, for
1: the most part. And then they're pretty, Basic in some ways, mm-hmm. cause like the cat's gonna try to k- eat the mouse or the bird and then the coyote. Well, I, something I'll, I'm more curious about is just how much money the Acme Corporation made out of all <laughs> these weapons of mass destruction that- All the TNT they sold them, yeah. And all the TNT and rocket mm. booster, you rocket skates, that back then. and, and- and
0: very loose laws on explosives, <laughs> yeah, traps
1: were, and
2: landmines. There and, weren't all the regulations you have today on on stuff like that. You could just order
1: it, and put it in the mail. Yeah, buy it, a bomb. And you know, um, or a
2: Batman suit if you're. A, yeah, <laughs>
1: a yeah. What you can you can go ahead and buy your very own uh, Leonardo da Vinci glider thing with uh, mm-hmm. with fireworks propulsion and roller skates. Yep.
2: Yeah, yep. that all came in a big package I think.
1: Except yeah. that by the time he actually catches up to the the roadrunner, he explodes and the roadrunner ends up running away from him anyway.
2: Mm. I think the my favorite one is like the Earthquake Pills one. I don't know if anyone remembers. Earthquake Pills. he tries to give um <clears throat> basically you take an earthquake pill and you just start shaking like violently <laughs> and uh he tries to put it in the bird seed of uh roadrunner and roadrunner ignores it and then he like Starts eating it himself and he goes crazy and he just starts like shaking like for it's like a long long segment <laughs> he's just shaking all over the place and just like he's going through like mountains and stuff so he's just like
1: <laughs> constantly shaking like somebody you just took bad psychedelics
2: yeah yeah he goes nuts in that yeah. it's just, it's just like a great I can't I don't give it justice because like so much of Looney Tunes is visual humor
1: yeah it really is um it really is straight up slapstick
0: and then i think back in that time period too when they first started putting that out like they were really exploring what they could do within the realm of animation and like Mm -hmm. they could they could you know register these you know so many different emotional responses usually laughter uh you know just from from showing things visually through you know through animation uh you know, and, and like I feel like so many other, uh, works of animation since have followed suit and then mm. expanded upon that even more. Oh, highly
1: influential.
2: I think that, uh, the 60s, I'm not sure if it was like the 60s and 70s Looney Tunes were probably the best ones. The early ones, like you had like the merry Mel- melodies and like yeah, the, those summer or, old ones were like kinda good and like fun, but they weren't really as good as the ones that came a little bit later, and then like in the '80s, and even now they like have redone it and stuff like that. And it's like well, they, eh, it's lost a nowadays lot. Nowadays
1: they just try to redo it every once in a while and give it a little more a different flavor. Right. I've seen them Modernize the new it. the new Bugs Bunny uh like 15 minute shorts that they yeah. have on Cartoon Network. They're all yeah. they're, they're not bad. Oh uh, yeah. The, I mean the funny thing about these cartoons is back in the day, you know, like for as moral as they were back then, they were trying to. In their own way, makes something as age appropriate for for kids as possible, mm-hmm. and this this cartoon violence was okay because it's I guess back then they didn't have to worry about telling people it's not real, right? Right, and then um, but now, gays today, it's it's all this the stuff from back then is considered highly inappropriate and overly violent, mm-hmm. which is funny because. And back then, you know, they would try to stay away from certain things like sex and stuff and other yeah. subjects like that. So the only thing they Even had to work with. Even
0: though Bugs Bunny was like a very, uh, notorious cross-dresser. But, yeah, but, yeah. And, and he kissed a lot of men on screen, but- A lot of- uh, trends, You know- But that, that's all- Gender g- themes there. That's just kids being kids, you know? <laughs> just, that's- that, That's kid stuff, you yeah, know? Was, yeah,
2: that was one of Bugs Bunny's great, uh, tricks, was <laughs> dressing up like a woman and seducing whoever he was, uh, Antagonizing
1: in pretty much every episode he was in, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> a good- a good portion of them, you know, what? oh that wascally, yeah. oh,
2: oh, you're cute, he's just like <laughs> flirting with a guy for no reason, just to just to ruin his life. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, nobody sees the Looney Tunes episode where the guy actually, like, has a moment of weakness, but it turns out it was just Bugs Bunny, and then the guy's wife finds out in the paper. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's life is completely ruined because <laughs> Bugs Bunny decided that he wanted to, he was a feeling a little feminine and decided to want to get dressed up as a lady. Yeah, it's, it's um... Homewrecker. Homewrecker yeah. the rabbit.
2: Never, you know, that's a, a woman's scorn. It's uh, one of Bugs Bunny's greatest weapons.
0: <laughs> Hell hath no fury. So uh, you know, and somehow we grew
2: up with that. That's the staying power of Looney Tunes I think is the underlying point is like, the staying power of Looney Tunes is so strong and it was so funny and it's like, Stands the test of time so well that even we grew up with it, even though... We oh, yeah.
1: It's like our parents grew up with it. We grew up with it. It really is such a base as far as a show because mm-hmm. animation was still very much in its infancy when it came around. Yeah. There were only like, I don't know, there weren't that many games in town. You had Disney and you had Hanna-Barbera. Right.
2: Hanna-Barbera, Wacky yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Races was fun.
1: That one, they had some weird cartoons. <laughs> Rocky yeah, and some- Bullwinkle, obviously. Ah, oh, yes. Great. Moose and Squirrel. Amazing. Amazing. Moose and Squirrel!
2: Another show that stands the test of time and is still hilarious when you watch it. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah.
2: And they had the great cartoon. And they, a lot of shows like that had like the, the, like, uh, like Roadrunner cartoons were sort of like an offshoot of Looney Tunes. And then, you had like Dudley Do Right was an offshoot of, of yeah of uh, Rocky, and, Bull
1: Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh wait, well, yeah. you get uh, George of the Jungle, mm-hmm. Dudley Do Right, Moose and Squirrel. Well, Rocky and Bullwinkle—that's yeah. what the Russians call them. Moose and Squirrel. Moose and Squirrel. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's a, still a hilarious show. Well, no, it's it's incredibly social. The social commentary is actually like pretty insanely well done, and that show because all the humor is really really subtle. Yeah. And in those ones in particular, mm-hmm. but the, they had all sorts of nice spinoffs come off of that, like uh, Super Chicken and uh, Hanna Barbera is an interesting
2: of sort of thing because they've they do a lot of like Adult Swim stuff later later on. They did a lot of Adult Swim stuff.
1: Yeah, well, Hanna Barbera they uh, their whole thing is they they like to create new characters all the time, mm-hmm. constantly make new fresh characters. They made a lot of the, the
2: superhero stuff.
1: Whereas, um, the Looney Tunes stuff is more, they, they go ahead, they establish characters and then they just go ahead and tell short stories with these characters over and over again. Yeah. like,
2: was a lot of the superhero stuff back in like the sixties or whatever, was that Hanna-Barbera? Like, yeah, like Aquaman and Birdman. Super friends. Let's see. Super friends.
1: Yeah. There was super friends from what I, uh, from what I, I've heard. Um so we had the Super Friends which is kind of a a really early version of a Justice League cartoon. Yeah. And then uh and then they had Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends which is for some reason um Iceman like, I think, right? Iceman and then the Firestar? Is that her? Yeah, a character
0: that's not really used in Marvel U right now. No, uh,
1: the last time I saw her she just like Hey, my name is Firestar and I beat Cancer and now I'm in, uh, one of those X-Men books. Is she? Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those, I forget which one. It was like, uh, I, I don't know if Jason Aaron was the one doing it. It was, uh, not Wolverine and the X-Men. Maybe it's, uh, it was one of those fringy X-Men books.
0: Amazing X-Men?
1: Is that what it was? That must be what it was. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, she was in that. Nice. Yeah. yeah.
2: Hanna-Barbera is an interesting one though. Cause they, they ended up doing a lot of like, uh, cause I mean.
1: Well, it feels like every, like every, every 10 years they do something new. With the exception of Scooby-Doo.
2: Mm. Scooby-Doo.
1: Scooby-Doo is another one of those cartoons that has, uh, like a real thick base yeah. and it probably will always be around. Also, well, they did the Flintstones,
2: right? And, oh yeah. Uh, and yeah. the Jetsons. Oh yeah. Well, those it, were huge deals be, too. They were big on canned laughter in cartoons, which is very weird. Well, they oh, were the, yeah.
1: They were the first cart animations to ever be, they tried to take the recipe for a sitcom. Yeah. And the then Honeymooners. They, and they added it to animation. Yeah, yeah. It was and, kind of, Jerry
0: Lee Lewis kind of mm-hmm. was like Fred Flintstone. Well, uh, like a, am I right on that? Yeah. No, no, I think no, it's no. more like Jackie Gleason. Jackie that Gleason, Jerry that's who Gleason. I meant to yeah, say. Yeah. yeah. yeah the Jack-
2: Honeymooners was like, yeah,
0: basically. Right, well, I got the, got the wrong guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jackie Gleason. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like the same guy just, you know right. as a
1: caveman in a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another highly interesting Let's make him a caveman. <laughs> no, no, so let's make the let's make it so that he ends up his wife cheats on him with the garbage disposal. <laughs> and the garbage disposal is actually a pig. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wild boar. You can Cue be- the laugh track, and it's like this is bestiality and terrible. <laughs> <laughs> this cartoon
0: has been drawn in front of a live studio
1: audience.
0: You know, that's just kid stuff, though. You know, yeah, that's just kid stuff. Yeah, so having
1: bestiality, a, having you know? an affair with a garbage disposal. And kids yeah. will be kids. What can you do? Um, you know, yeah. they're, just gonna, they're just gonna, they're gonna go ahead and they're gonna experiment. They're gonna find out who they are, and, <laughs> and it's not our job to get in their way but
0: it is our job to draw it and uh show it on network television for kids cuz it's kid stuff you know kid stuff kid stuff Ah, that's the but, life. Um, so we talked about some of the big names that sort of revolutionized animation uh at least in in America and uh that of course led to a lot of great stuff uh you know uh coming up uh, in, in years afterward. Uh, you know, another good one uh, that's worth uh, discussing, uh, one of Holden's favorite shows uh, is uh,
1: Chowder. Chowder. So, Chowder was a very uh, fun cartoon. It came out back in 05, 06, I believe. And, um, the premise is, is that Chowder is a bunny rabbit raccoon thing and in the show they don't actually say what he is. He's just this Kind of bunny, rabbit, raccoon thing. And anyways, um he's he's working as a, a as an apprentice under a chef named Mung Uh and then and then Mung has uh another assistant that helps him in the kitchen named Schnitzel and uh-huh. and he, the only words he knows how to say is Rada. Mm-hmm. And then there's Truffles, Mung wife, and she's kind of like a mushroom capped pixie old lady. And she has to win at everything. And yeah. basically the, the show, it, um, it looks really psychedelic. They get the, the backgrounds and everything a very tie-dye and multicolored designs. And what it is is they go, the show's premise is they just go on a lot of misadventures. They're trying to cook stuff and, and, uh, sometimes, uh, Mung will go ahead and give Chowder really horrible relationship advice because one of the other apprentices named Panini, <laughs> wants, wants Chowder to be her, uh, her boyfriend and Chowder keeps telling her that he's not her boyfriend all the time.
2: Yeah, I've never and seen Chowder. I wish I got into
1: it. <clears throat> it's really funny because like there's this one episode that had me hooked. Like Mung's giving, uh, Chowder some advice. Some, Cause he's, he's the, uh, he's the chef master and he's going to give some, some relationship advice to young Chowder and he goes up to Chowder and he's like, now Chowder. Women have these things in their bodies called expectations. (laughs) (laughs) And, And it's our job to continue living low... And until the expectations go down and then everyone can be happy. And I, I heard this and I, like, I died from laughter. It was just the funniest thing I'd heard in a long, a long time.
2: So many cartoons are good at that, like, putting these underlying truths. In. And like,
1: yeah, and
0: children are like watching it and they're like, oh, so that's what dad does. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I think
1: that, I think it's, they, they put it in there in all animations because they want parents to watch with their kids, and mm-hmm. the kids not not get the joke, but if it's there's something in there for the parents, so that's in some incentive, to, you know. And parents. that's also something
2: that Looney Tunes did great too. Was like there there were so many jokes that I got when I was older, In like Looney Tunes, <laughs> you get you get more jokes, like especially in any old cartoon, really, that you grew up with, any successful cartoon, at least. Oh yeah, That's for kids, and you watch it and be like, oh man, I just totally missed that sexually innuendo. When yeah.
1: I, when I was nine. Good old good old cartoons. Uh, they won't steer you wrong. But, uh, mm. Chowder was, it was one of those, uh, those, cause it feels like Cartoon Network really, they, they have a really solid hit come out every five years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, like right now, some of their, their, uh, their heavy hitters are kinda getting ready to f- uh, fade away into direct to TVD movies. I mean, direct to DVD movies, it feels yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah because they they go and by the time towards the tail end like these these cartoon series get a lot of meat mm-hmm. on their bones they be they they have a lot of plot and everything cuz it's not like cartoons in the early 90s and in the 80s where where they'd just be an episode and it wouldn't matter when the episode was there's no overall plot and mm-hmm. there'll be no Um, closure whatsoever than us. I think that's kind of what drove me nuts about He-Man and other, and other cartoons in the eighties is they'd never give you any, they'd never give you closure ever. Right. Like sometimes there'd be things where like, probably wouldn't be the greatest cartoon on, but they go ahead and they'd just cancel it like mid-seasons. You just Mm -hmm. have no idea what's going on.
2: Yeah. It's just. Thundercats. It's it's
1: something that I'm glad that they've kind of done away with. Right. Especially with the advent of Netflix, everyone wants their closure, you know?
2: Right. And then they can release something like two years after the fact.
1: Like, they just tie it all together. Like, this is the final season. It's coming out on Netflix. That's right. That's right. They did the uh, much the same thing. Because you know how they uh, they came up with that new Powerpuff Girls episode like several years after they Yeah, yeah. I know they're talking about bringing it back. Really? but I'm not completely sure if they really are or not. Cause I know they redid it. They I think ter- they are. They turned it into an anime in Japan, but I also heard that they're going to just completely redo it and just, which is great. Cause Power Pop Girls is probably one of the better cartoons that uh, cartoon network ever came out with.
2: Yeah. It's one of those like just solid, just all around like well-written cartoons. That was like probably, probably better written than a cartoon needs to be.
1: No. Yeah. No. And then, uh, they've, the funny thing is, is that the Powerpuff Girls actually have a better Rogue's Gallery than, uh, than a lot of actual comic book characters. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know for a fact she's got, uh, Green Arrow, they got Green Arrow beat as far as Rogue's Gallery is <laughs> concerned. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, Green Arrow's Rogue's Gallery is pitiful. He has to constantly, like, borrow from Batman's, cause Batman, Batman has, you know, enough to go around, but. Yeah.
2: Cause you got Mojo JoJo, you get uh, him, him Fuzzy Lumpkin. Fuzzy Lumpkin. <laughs> uh, uh him was awesome because him was like the devil if the devil was like a, a cross dressing like, <laughs> yeah,
1: transgendered. He was just like foppish. Yeah. A foppish devil. He was so he, the funny thing is is that character is supposed to be so terrifying and scary, but like in reality, like hmm. like he ends up joining up like with other villains and then he's not as big a deal. Yeah, yeah. They kinda him's overhyped in every episode that uh he's Right, in right. With the he's supposed girls. to be
2: like the ultimate
1: villain, sort of, in the in the <clears> beginning. <throat> well let's see. I'm trying to think of who else there is. Let's see, we got the There was the girl
2: there that was like the princess. Oh what was her name Princess I right? think it, it might have actually been princess. princess. Yeah. Yeah. She was like a spoiled <clears> kid. <throat> spoiled like, spoiled rich girl and she wanted to be a Powerpuff girl so she like built like a bunch of like she wanted their powers. Yeah, so, so she, she could had like be a one bunch too. of technology based uh, powers.
0: Well, spoiled rich girls make
1: for great villains. And that's true. She was a jerk. And who was Oh, the Amoeba boys? <laughs> yeah, they're just gangsters. They were like They're just like single-celled organisms, oh, so they're like the, uh, not very smart. The gangrene Gang. Gangrene Gang. How could I forget them? They're well, they're, they're 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 pretty much the jobbers of the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, they're they're thugs. They're just like the
2: you beat them up. <laughs> and sometimes the they'll join up with like another villain but yeah, yeah,
1: They have like the, the the cast of normal villains and then if they're not fighting normal villains, they're fighting monsters the size of skyscrapers.
2: Yeah. What was like the uh was it the Super Best Friends that was like the offshoot of that? That was uh like the fake Justice League. Remember that? Did they, they had a cartoon that was like in Powerpuff s- Girls? It was like a separate segment like in between Powerpuff Girls episodes they do I think it was the super best, or not the super best. Oh also.
1: yes, no, those were the characters that were created as uh like spinoff of uh, Dexter's Lab. Yes, so they'd be like Blue was. Falcon and like the 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 Hulk clone and mm. the Captain America clone. Right, right. And then the Thor kinda...
2: was like a rocker.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they they're all um and they're pretty much all just mimicking real life comic book superheroes, but they they're they're living and doing episodes like it's the real world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just live in that. an apartment together. <laughs> it was pretty good. They had some, I don't know, like they they reinvent themselves every, every, mm. about every decade or so. Yeah. Well,
2: uh, Andrew was going to bring one up that I, I love, which was, uh, I think it was a Hanna-Barbera cartoon, actually. Uh, Johnny Bravo.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, we can, we can go right into that. Uh, Johnny Bravo's awesome. He's this, uh, I grew up watching that one. He's this like big, bulky guy with slicked back blonde hair and he thinks he's the man with the ladies he lives with his mom
2: he's more or less like an elvis type of ripoff yeah he's like (laughs) Like he sounds like elvis yeah
0: but he's pretty ladies but he's just like a douche (laughs) he's always like trying to show off his muscles and his karate moves in front of the ladies and they always get slapped in the face yeah he's just like a yeah like a misogynistic one <laughs> guy. And the, and the the little girl that lives next door is always following him around and being wicked annoying. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty funny.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, Johnny Bravo's great and like Just a great character. I don't know how like uh three dimensional he really was. Like I don't know if they did really like a lot plot wise. Not really. It was always the same kind of shit. they were short they were short little cartoons right they were kind of well brief.
1: they would the formulas uh two 15 minute episodes yeah. within a half an hour time frame
2: yeah or they'd be like 12 minutes or something like that yeah well yeah plus commercial yeah yeah so but johnny bravo was like a just a, a timeless character
0: oh yeah oh he's he's great i love johnny bravo
2: <laughs> johnny bravo yeah, he's awesome. And uh there were all those cartoons. Yeah, that was around the same time. That was before Powerpuff Girls, I think.
1: Just before, yeah. And just before Powerpuff Girls, there was like Dexter's Lab and, uh, and
2: then came like Courage the Cowardly Dog was after that. Yeah, yep. yeah. And
1: then that that was a weird one. That was very weird. That was such a weird show. Stupid dog. Mm-hmm. I, like I'd watch it, but it was just, like I wouldn't necessarily enjoy it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, uh, it
0: could be entertaining. I I watched Courage the Cowardly Dog. I I used to just like uh how oblivious the old couple always was to everything. Oh Yeah, yeah.
1: Eustace is It was an, a fun show. Eustace is an idiot and Muriel is always like making things that has vinegar as a secret ingredient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then like Courage is like a cowardly dog, obviously, mm-hmm. but like he's always trying to like secretly keep all his family safe because they live in the middle of nowhere and strange things happen in the middle of nowhere oh yeah because it wasn't the town called nowhere yeah yeah they like literally lived in the middle of nowhere and then like whether it's like like geese that think they're greek gods trying Mm. to marry muriel or mole people trying to kidnap muriel pretty much they're always trying to get muriel no one cares about
2: eustace and courage was kind of in love with muriel
1: yeah well he was like muriel's dog so Mm. i think that's the kind of relationship the yeah. Because right. Eustace doesn't like that he's always sitting in Muriel's lap and stuff. Yeah. Was just, even though he's just a dog. <laughs> yeah, that, that, was a,
2: that was a good show. And it was very weird. It was very kind of creepy at times.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's... Uh, I mean, I'm going to... I enjoy it a little bit. It's just uh not not my first choice. No. Yeah. I wouldn't be up there with uh with some of the best ones. But, uh yeah, that was like Cartoon Network.
2: I remember graduating <laughs> to Cartoon Network after being into nickelodeon for so long
1: yeah i w- well i was so happy when i finally ended up with cartoon network because for a long time our cable provider didn't have it mm-hmm. and i'm hearing about like i'm reading online about everyone just like like watching dragon ball z in the afternoon every day and i'm just yeah. like that's how you're supposed to watch the show like what every was it, day like, four
2: to six or was it five to seven i forget
1: um four to s- no it was like three six three six because they they'd show mm-hmm. like um the tsunami episodes that i think they just show uh two episodes of dragon ball z mm-hmm. and then uh and then they had yeah, Gundam
2: Wing, and they had uh, uh i remember well they had sailor moon on there originally sailor moon is
1: another timeless classic i never really it, got into sailor Moon. i watched
2: sailor moon but i never really like was into sailor moon cuz
1: well, cuz like, it was girls well, it was just <laughs> like uh it's like one of those anime that like everyone like Somehow gets introduced by anime to anime because of Sailor Moon or well, the Toonami
2: block was good for like advertising whatever cartoon you wanted to basically put over. Like it was oh that was be, the like, best time like, it's it's like, like oh, you could put any like Dragon Ball Z then you'll like this we're gonna put it in the time slot right before it in Toonami in the same and you'll chunk. you'll watch it <laughs>
1: you'll watch it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Well, they had a lot of great like
2: <laughs> uh. Was that what you were called? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, you'll see it. Fuck
0: you, you'll see it. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, But, you know, (laughs) talking about Cartoon Network, uh, that that also brings uh, my memory to a couple of other old classics, uh, they had on there. Um, one of them that was one of my favorites was Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Oh, that
2: was awesome.
0: Yeah. With, uh, Thorax, the big praying mantis guy and Brack. Brack, Brack was on the show he for had a his while. Own show. And then he got his own show, which was actually pretty funny too. <laughs> and Brack. Brack is Brack. Oh, when I was a kid, I used to just laugh hysterically at Brack. And then Moltar in the basement. He was like the guy that worked in the basement.
2: I remember we didn't get cartoon work back then. We used to get like a, like I think we got like a tape in the mail like a VHS tape of Space Ghost. It had like two episodes of Space Ghost on it. Just like as a It was so that's, good. That's how cable would like advertise back then. It yeah. seemed like a sample yeah. thing. And uh I forget. Yeah. Or or a friend of ours let us borrow it or something like that. But I remember we watched like the same episode of Space Ghost like uh, like over and over again. No. And we were like we should probably get this uh network <laughs>
0: And they, they'd always have like, you know, they do like a video interview with like some celebrity or whatever, mm-hmm. some, some B or C
1: list celebrity. That would be like Space Ghost and then they'd get like Conan O'Brien or somebody. Oh, if they got that Conan was, yeah. O'Brien, then. Well, that happened. That yeah, was an yeah. actual episode, yeah. They had, yeah, they like, got a lot, a lot of different people. Yes. Yeah.
2: They, uh, that was kind of like the original Adult Swim. Yeah, series. yeah, that's what sort of started everything. Yeah, because then after that, they what what came after that? Like home
0: movies was in the same um, class. cartoon. Like Space Ghost Coast to Coast turned into Cartoon Planet. Yep,
2: yep. it was late. Actually, there was no Adult Swim because Space Ghost was like late at night, wasn't it? It was like supposed to be like a late night cartoon talk show. And yeah, then, and then wasn't I guess it, like, eventually, at
1: midnight. Eventually, they came up with the idea for Adult Swim. Adult Swim yeah. on Saturdays would be your action yes, cartoons and was... your anime. Whereas Adult Swim on Sundays would be your, your, Comedy. your comedies and your. Yeah, I remember that. Dramedies. And, uh,
2: what was the, what was the underwater sea, oh, sea lab? Sea lab. Sea lab 2020 was great.
1: That was yeah. great. Um, yeah. I, I, I think, think it was a, I thought it was 2021.
0: Well, whatever yeah. it was, it was like that, uh, Johnny Quest, uh, knockoff. Yeah. That was, that was awesome. And they had a lot else? of good ones.
2: Cause what, what started that off? I know those were two of the original ones and then. Uh, I remember the Brack Show, obviously.
0: I think Robot Chicken started to come on really? shortly that after early? that. No, no, after, no, a no that after. one was
1: that was later. Um, a little bit later. Yeah. Aquatine, Aqua Hunger Team Force, was pretty early. uh, and then Home Movies was pretty early. Home Movies was pretty early. Home Movies was, home movies was three seasons, and yeah. then uh I don't know. So, Home Movies is probably still the best thing Brandon Small ever worked on. Yeah, he's a Boston comic. He is. Well, he went to uh, Berkeley School of Music, and then he just decided to go with comedy because mm-hmm. I guess. He's done other stuff. Uh he's done that show Metalocalypse. Yeah. Oh, that was a, that was a neat uh little show. I used to watch that. Oh, it's hilarious. Like it's so many inside jokes if you're like a metalhead. Um King Diamond was on that show a few times. Was it? Yeah. yeah.
2: Danzig was on Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh,
0: yeah, Danzig, motherfucker.
1: <laughs> Make the Danzig. walls bleed again.
0: <laughs> you tell that fucking robot, if I fucking see him, I'm going to eat my cereal out of the bottom of his fucking skull. The ghost of <laughs> Christmas past from the future. <laughs> uh, I'm not finished. You should have gotten a snack. Thousands of years ago. <laughs> thousands of years ago. The fog of years ago. ago. He made
2: crude toys like... Trains, Trains. <laughs> but they were still thrown at
0: predators and defecated upon. Christmas still sucked in a big way.
2: <laughs> oh, that show is hilarious. I think I, it kind of went downhill later on, didn't it? Kind of, but like the, the first like three seasons.
1: The, what was it was, oh, the, yeah. the Ghost of Christmas Past from the future. Yeah, the Ghost of Christmas Past. Did they had the, the one time. with the turkey? Uh, the turkey robot one. It was kind of like the same kind of oh, okay. episode of the, uh, the Christmas one. So oh, Except for like Thanksgiving? A, yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving past from the future. And then
1: he'd have like laser guided like <laughs> shoot weapons and Carl would <laughs> just get blown them. up. Uh, what was the one, uh, the mummy? Oh, <laughs> the mummy uh, love mummy.
0: Bored, bored! Lessons, <laughs> lessons! <laughs> <Scurfs>. Turf! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Curse! Uh, yes, I know it's a goddamn curse. <laughs> that <laughs> was a, that was like one of those cartoons that was definitely for uh, people who just stay up way too late or like have yeah. alternate. Uh, it's amazing chemical lifestyles. Yeah. yeah,
2: it's amazing that they got to that point, like like breached that whole style of cartoons. of were just like, we're gonna just put out some of the most bizarre. <sighs> stuff we can possibly They
1: do yeah. it and the thing is is that like all the episodes are 15 minutes so it's like it mm-hmm. does not like it matters. Yeah. And then uh it was really they this after they they just like, "Oh, where's the line?" They're like, "All right, where the line's going to be over here now." Mm. It just seems like they kind of just were um going overboard with the uh the offensive content and the mature content. You know what's interesting? Uh, do you
2: remember Cartoon Cartoon when they do like, Cartoon Cartoon? And yeah. they show like an independent cartoon. Oh, the Cartoon cartoons, Cartoon
1: Cartoon Cartoon.
2: Uh, an early version of Family Guy was on that. No like way. Seth MacFarlane did a, like, it's, you can look it up and it's like the same. It's like Peter and Brian. <clears throat> they haven't done a Cartoon Cartoon in a while. What, like, I don't even know if they still do those. I don't even think
1: they do it either. They
2: used to do it, like, you know. they'd It just sounds
1: vaguely familiar to me when you bring it up.
2: Because they just have, well, I think people would send in things, basically. And they'd be like, time for a cartoon cartoon? It would be like a five-minute cartoon. Yeah. That they just do, like, in between shows.
1: I wonder how they decide, like, which which pilots are the ones they keep. Because, yeah. like, right now they got uh, Steven Universe, and that one's really, really going. No, I don't th- know that one. I, I, that's pretty much the cartoon that's gonna end up taking, or Adventure Time's place, and probably pretty soon, cause I imagine Adventure Time's gonna be coming to some sort of conclusion eventually. It's been on the yeah, air for five Adventure years. Adventure Time is
2: building up to like, a point where it's like... They're probably gonna have like an animated wise. film, like,
1: actually released, or they're gonna have it on, on TV.
2: Cause that last season, I don't know if you're cut up with that, or anything, but they had like a whole like, wrap-up type of thing. Like a, like they really kind of brought things full circle with on adventure time. Did they? So uh, I don't think it, I don't think it's cool. like any sort of finale or anything but it's like they definitely like wrapped up some plot points.
1: <clears throat> really? Cuz the last thing up. that they did this mini series that Marceline didn't want to be a vampire anymore. Yeah, I saw that. That was cool. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. I still got it completely caught up. Cuz it's, it's 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 really fun what they've done with that like show. Like, yeah,
2: it's a, it's a it's like a video game if it was a cartoon. Sort of. I I wish they would make a really good Adventure Time video game where it's like the Skyrim engine, like it's <laughs> it's like that type of.
1: Well, they do have a couple Adventure Time games out right now. Know, I've never played them. They're either. all dungeon That's... crawlers in a, in a way. They kind of yeah. look like a lot like Zelda, actually. The earlier versions of the game. Okay. I um, would love
2: to see like a, a really well made
1: RPG with Adventure Time. They got them. They're, they're they're out for the Wii. Oh man,
2: I should really probably try that or at least try a demo well a look
1: into it because like, some of them i know they're like four player and, hmm. and I'd, it'd probably be fun because there were some great cartoon
2: games growing up like i remember the uh, what were some they they made a game out of like every Nicktoon.
1: oh yeah oh no that's just how it was Ah, uh, real they, monsters the game i don't go. think i played that one i did play the Ren and snippy game for the Red game and gear and game yep um that one was Red & Stimpy good. was
2: a great show obviously as a, uh, which was originally on MTV I think it was yeah and uh then they basically deemed it uh it was like well it was on Nickelodeon a little later I think the first season of Red & Stimpy was like
1: I think they just moved it Nickelodeon and MTV are owned by the same the same parent company same parent company yeah, so because I,
2: I guess they deemed it like acceptable for children.
1: <laughs> well, one it was always it was <laughs> on like at nine at night on Nickelodeon, and I remember after that they would have Ren and Stimpy reruns like at seven at night on MTV sometimes. Yeah, back when like I used to just watch that channel all the time and mm-hmm. had like no free will whatsoever because I wanted to know it was cool oh, all the time. Was so like gross and good. Yeah, it, Ren and Stimpy is one of the classics. Yeah, Again. But it was definitely, like, kind of gross.
2: But that's what made it great was, like, it was so... It, it wasn't even... I can't even say it was edgy. It was just, like, disturbing in a weird way that, like, you know, you, you wanted to watch it, but you wanted to,
0: like, kind of... Lots of close-ups of things like boogers and, uh... Right.
2: It, my favorite was when they'd close up on, like, an ugly person. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Like just have like a, a, oh, did you just hear the scream? Like, ah! yeah Yeah. Uh, what was the nerve ending fairy? Remember that one? Uh, coming then, and
2: steal your nerve endings. What happened?
1: Yeah, Ren. Ren ended up like getting all his teeth broken, yeah. and he had to take all his nerve endings and stick them <laughs> under his pillow. <laughs> and then the nerve ending fairy shows up, and it's actually just this really old dude with like this. <laughs> Like puff of dust covering up his privates. Yeah. And he's just this really old, like wrinkly, naked, fairy guy. Yeah. And he doesn't have any money to give Ren for the, for the nerve endings, so he gives him a ball of lint. <laughs> <laughs> they had so many
2: great weird characters on that show, like the, the horse when they would be like,
1: no sir, I don't like it. No sir, I don't like it. <laughs> call the police. Let's call the police.
2: <laughs> Is that a walrus? Yes. <laughs> they're just sitting there there's save a clue. my baby save my horse <laughs> she's just like throwing the
1: buildings on fire and she's throwing like
2: save my walrus
1: <laughs> was that the one where they uh they both painted themselves like uh dalmatians, dalmatians yeah, yeah. and were fire dogs yeah That's a pretty good one it's a classic you see the one where they tried to get the hog jowls and <laughs> they had to deal with this uh pet mandrel that lived in the backyard <laughs> Come on honey, it's your turn to get mauled by the baboon. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm just thinking about the the, the animation of the, the baboon. It's just like,
1: just, the like, thing was like vicious. Everything. It was just so completely vicious. And then Ren eventually ends up, um, tricking uh, the baboon by putting a puppet on his hand. And then he's like, I saw this in a, and, uh, Sylvester the Chicken cartoon. <laughs> he said some stuff <laughs> like a reference to Looney Tunes. Yeah. And then meanwhile, the baboon's like just having his way with Ren's hand and his arm is like slammed behind a door and stuck. <laughs> and, and then Stimpy grabs the hog jowls and they, they just eat hog jowls. It's uh, like shit. a semi happy ending. There's like no <laughs> such, there's no so such fun. thing as a happy ending in Ren Stimpy.
2: <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's always
1: perverse happy. and jaded and messed up.
2: It's, it's not a happy ending. It's like the best they could do ending. You know what I mean? Like it's usually, like, yeah. it's like they, they made it out alive basically.
1: Well, a so lot I mean, of them, it's just like, and then they never ate ever again. Like the one where, uh, they, uh, they tried to save these, um, these cheeses and then they bite into them and it turns out they were actually, um, curd and whey princesses. <laughs> and then they never eat ever again cuz they thought they were going to be able to eat the cheese mm-hmm. and not be hungry anymore but apparently not
2: uh, that show was hilarious.
1: well we're, we're talking about
0: nicktoons here um you know kind of you know not not quite as disturbing as ren and Snippy, but another one of my all-time favorites i know it's one of yours nathan uh that the same kind of tone to it, it was rocco's modern life
2: yeah, it's the same sort of in in the same wheelhouse as Ren and Stimpy. It was like a, almost like a slightly more
1: tame Ren and Stimpy, but also a little more tame, and it also it a little had, wittier, I think. Wittier, yeah. and it had more believable scenarios. And mm-hmm. Rocco's Modern Life actually kind of taught kids about uh like the mundane, shitty things that you have to do in everyday life, like oh, like absolutely, getting, yeah. getting your driver's license or taking out the trash Laundry or going. Day going to a, b- a baseball game yeah and like then like Rocco's just like this wallaby is this wicked nice guy but like people are always testing his patience and mm-hmm. and uh he's always trying to find out ways to to get through stuff and
0: yeah you get the turtle that's like a wicked hypochondriac filbert, filbert.
1: filbert. and then um heifer who's a cow who was raised by wolves oh yeah <laughs> when are we gonna eat him steer is he a steer? Yeah.
2: That's what he. That was the running joke. Be like, "Cause you're a cow." He goes, "Steer." I'm <laughs> sorry. That was like the running gag. Uh, I like the one where they go into the carnival and it's like a huge scam. Like everything's a scam. Like every every game that they play.
1: Yeah, Rocco. Rocco actually had way better legs and longevity than, uh, than Ren and Simpy did too. I think mm. Rocco was on four to five years. Ren and yeah, Skippy was only like on for two years, plus the failed reboot on, uh, Spike that they did.
2: Oh, that's right. They did some great, uh, like two-parters on Rocco's Modern Life too. Like the one where Philbert and the cat get married. That's like a two-parter. I haven't seen that one the no. cat like dr hutchinson or whatever her name was
1: oh yeah and not... i think the
2: mother was played by was voiced by kevin Meany. Hmm. old boston
1: comic really yeah, yeah. i mean that's I not
2: right a cat and a turtle <laughs> <laughs> like, cats hate turtles everyone knows that <laughs> a cat marrying a turtle that's not right
0: that's,
2: uh... <laughs> so bad <laughs> Uh, it's like
0: that
1: wasn't social. So yeah, everyone
0: turtles yeah.
1: Everyone knows don't cats mix. and turtles hate each other. <laughs> yeah, that was great. You see the one? What was it? Uh, he ends up like telling his friends to stop him from going to this island, and then eventually oh, the he does. Yeah. yeah, and then eventually he does, and he's wicked happy that he went. <laughs> it was like this fucking disco party in the end. Yeah, it's just like well,
2: it's like a coming of age thing because it was.
1: They have to go back. It's like a rite of passage. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a turtle bar mitzvah.
2: Yeah, but then they go there, and it's like a bunch of they're like becoming adults. Basically, they basically become lame. <laughs> <laughs> like they just yeah, they do like disco, and they they just dance, and like they have like a
1: well, Philbert. It's incredibly lame character as it is. Yeah, yeah. He's like a Woody Allen. He's He's like a Woody yeah, Allen. yeah. He's like a miserable schmuck. I can't believe that guy's still on the streets making movies. Woody Allen.
0: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) just goes to show you, you know, once you're, uh, once you get into Hollywood, it's 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 pretty easy to stay there. You know, you have to really, (laughs) really fuck up. Apparently,
1: I find it really hard to meet women that are into the same things I'm into. So I raised one myself, (laughs) and then I married her when she was of age.
2: It's actually a good idea.
1: Yeah, (laughs) uh, you know, I I guess you can't really hate too much. That actually. The amount of effort. I'm going to raise you
2: to like oh. the things I like, and then I'm going to marry you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, you know, uh it's funny because, you know, you talk to, like, any like middle-aged person right now, uh you know... They're like, oh, I love Woody Allen. His movies are so great. But they never want to discuss, like, oh, I love Woody Allen. You know, like, I think what he did raising that girl to be his wife was so great. (laughs) You know, but but it's like people still adore his movies, you know. Yeah. Uh, I like
1: his movies. I I can't, for the life of me, even name one. Like, what was his big claim to fame? Annie Hall
0: was
2: kind of his big one. That was? Annie Hall was, like, his most famous or successful one, probably.
1: Oh. Yeah. Mid-
2: num- uh yeah, a midsummer night sex comedy. I think is one of them.
1: <laughs> that sounds like a pretty decent name. I yeah, think yeah. that thing's got legs. That thing's got legs. Get it out there now. I want to see it on the newsstands and in the movie theaters. <laughs> I
2: went through a whole period where I like watched a ton of Woody Allen films, and now I can't even think of like which what ones I like really liked. And there were there were some that I can. I can't think of the titles of them that were like great.
1: Well, it's like a testament to uh his body of work.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> he cuz he tries to make a movie every year, which is insane. Actually, no, he did um uh what was that great movie? Uh it wasn't a comedy though. Match point. That's a great movie. Hmm. It's like a drama. It's like a kind of like a crime drama.
1: Yeah. He's, he's been like, doing this for so long. I almost feel like if he was even relevant at all, like his, some of his movies, like should be. It's like he's almost got a cult following. Yeah, he does. That's that's kind which of is his kind niche. Is of it's, it's his, his whole culty thing, mm-hmm. and then he's like beating the neurotic Jew thing into the ground. Ants. Uh, I remember yeah, ants. Yeah, an ants. Yeah, I that's remember right. ants, which See was also animation. animated. So yeah, it's almost <laughs> uh kind of on topic. Yeah, right. absolutely. Ants. Ants. ants is good. And but then, yeah. uh, yeah, that was a fairly decent Andy one. And he did, thought. uh,
0: Vicky
2: Cristina Barcelona was another one of his movies. That sounds so dumb. No, it was good. It was about, like, threesomes. Really? Hmm. Kind of, yeah.
0: I, I'm assuming the threesome took place in Barcelona with Vicky and Cristina? Yeah, and Javier
2: Bardem and Scarlett Johansson and, uh, and, uh, uh Penelope Cruz.
0: Yeah, I don't see anything wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, check, check it out. It gets, <laughs> it gets kinda
1: extensive. That's
0: so this guy's basically is like such a, like it's a huge perv out in Hollywood doing whatever he wants and, uh, other people are really enjoying the film so it's, it's all good, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is fine cause, you know, uh, that's the way America works. <laughs> <laughs> so, um Let's see. I mean, we we've, we've been covering so many uh, titles, like just bouncing around on the list here. But uh, I suppose there is one last uh, Hanna Barbera Cartoon Network sort of uh, uh, release that that we we didn't mention yet. Uh, Sort of you know, similar to space Coast, coast to coast, like in regards to animation and what whatnot. Uh Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law.
2: I loved that show. Yeah. Harvey
0: Birdman,
1: Attorney at Law
2: yeah, I, was, I was gonna bring that up when we were talking about, you know, the adult early adult swim. Early adult swim, yeah. That yeah. was uh that was a great one in uh er- Early, uh, voicing by Stephen Colbert as well.
1: That's right, I always forget that. <laughs> <laughs> I know he, I know he, on I know he did the boss, but I thought it was Gary Cole. Uh, what, he did, he the, did, he did Harvey Birdman's boss. Yeah. Yeah, the Stephen Colbert did the voice for that yeah, guy. Yeah, the guy with the eye patch, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a, um. Go to Black Watch Plaid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's a, there's a great segment or a great, um, episode where it's the dog, like an old Hanna-Barbera. They had basically a bunch of old Hanna-Barbera cartoon characters. And they're all
1: in trouble with the law. Yeah, yeah.
2: They all have, like, legal troubles. They're all involved in some case. And uh, Harvey Birdman, attorney of <laughs> law, helps
1: them out. And uh
2: so there was one with a dog. I can't remember his name. But he was, had to, like, basically go to obedience school. And the guy the, that played the Stephen Colbert's character was going to, like, train him. And he kept like just yanking his, yanking his leash. <laughs> and it was like this whole segment and, uh, he kept yanking his leash and like trying to show him, dude, it was like a montage. And then he keeps going to like, he's like, what did I do wrong? And he just keeps yanking the chain <laughs> and not, not telling him anything, not saying anything <laughs> to the dog. And this, this is something I always think about when I'm in like, uh, um, an argument with, uh, a girlfriend or something so <laughs> where, uh, will be like, just, Tell me what you want me to do <laughs> <laughs> the explanation.
1: The explanation. <laughs> uh, they've had so many good episodes with harvey Birdman the pilot episode with uh scooby and shaggy uh uh-huh. it was wicked good and then uh, the, oh, just, yeah, uh, the all the the, the uh The rhetoric and paraphernalia having to do with marijuana—it's so funny because it's like everyone's thought that Scooby and Shaggy have kind of been stoners for for years and years and years, and then they finally go ahead and depict them this way. It's completely inappropriate and totally for adults, and it was absolutely hilarious. Yeah,
0: that's just so awesome. It's like that's like uh, Cartoon Network Court. You know, that's what that's what it was for like so long.
2: Oh, and there's the one. Remember the guy, the character Peanut, who is like the Harvey Birdman, like. His, like, sidekick. Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. The little was, guy. Yeah. And he was going through superhero puberty. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: that
2: was a great one. Uh, like, on. He's, like, lear- he's learning about his powers.
1: <laughs> oh, you see the one when they're making fun of the terrorist alerts? Because, like, normally, you know, how the terrorist alerts are, like, blue, green, yellow, orange, red. Right yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, in theirs, the things just kept getting crazier and crazier. Like, remember how uh, all of a sudden it goes to... Oh no, now we've reached Black Watch Plaid. <laughs> and then, and then after that, things get even higher. And it's like, the threat level has now been brought up to Rush's Moving Pictures. <laughs> and it's just the, the cover of the Rush's Moving Pictures album. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome. It's, uh, yeah, that, that was an amazing show. I think I have the, the, uh, when you used to, when people used to get box sets, kids, I haven't got the DVD box set. Of, yeah, uh, it's like three seasons. But yeah. well, the,
1: that's back when before Netflix got some legs. Like buying a, like complete seasons of stuff on DVD <laughs> used to be where it was at. Yeah, the uh, it still kind of mm, is actually. It is a it is if you a really
0: business. like something and you really want to have it because Netflix will they'll take like a. You know, a certain amount of, of programs off their, you know, yeah. off their list every month and add a certain amount. So, so it's always changing. Uh, so if you're you never, really you're never guaranteed it. that, that something's always going to be on there. Exactly. So, you know, if you really love, you know, the old Harvey Birdman episodes, you know, you pick that up in box set.
2: I think, yeah, I think, um, a lot of those cartoons, like Harvey Birdman for one is like something that you'll never really see again. No. Like on a Netflix or on, like, Cartoon Network will probably even very rarely show it. It just felt special,
1: cause that was around the time where, but the people who were worked in, um, in Cartoon Network, they're just like, let's just have fun with this, let's just, these, all these characters we, we have the rights to, let's just yeah, exactly. completely redo them. And they did, cause these characters weren't anything like when they're actual cartoons on when they were serious. Yeah. Like, Brack was originally one of Space Ghost's villains. Mm-hmm and like Space Ghost was an actual show like yeah. like with actual plot. comic yeah, yeah.
2: The, was were the, the, these yeah. T- 60s yeah those 60s like cartoons that were around those kind of mm-hmm. characters
1: and then they went ahead and they turned it into uh Johnny Carson pretty much yeah. they turned it into a late night tv show which
0: was brilliant <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so let's see uh we got a couple more uh animated titles to discuss uh i suppose uh one thing i want to get out of the way is uh i just want to talk about a few comic book related animated shows that really were uh benchmarks uh not only for those particular comic book labels but also for uh uh comic books in animation as a whole because before uh you know, the titles I'm about to discuss really came about. I mean, uh, the, the animation for Marvel and DC were both very subpar.
1: Well, campy and probably more audience targeted towards uh, a younger the, uh, crowd, younger crowd, anywhere between five to ten year olds.
0: But, uh, you know, early nineties, uh, DC, uh, Warner Brothers came out with Batman the animated series. Uh, which, you know, was, if you ask any, any fan of, of Batman as, you know, that is like the definitive, uh, you know, chunk of media that you really want to go upon for source material, you know, to know the Batman story. Uh, before that, uh, I mean, you had the, uh, the Tim Burton Batman movies, uh, and then you had, uh, of course the 1966 television series but um but I mean the Tim Burton movies definitely did did the franchise justice did the Batman story justice uh I'd say um you know Batman and Batman Returns uh but you know the, the 60s show you know they they took a, a very different tone once again that that light kind of campy tone to to everything so you know it was nice to see Batman uh in a cartoon for the first time since, you know, all that campy stuff, you know, with super friends and everything where, you know, he really got brought back to his roots. They really told, you know, the story properly. And, uh, you know, some of the voice talent that started working on that show, uh, Kevin Conroy in particular, uh, he is pretty much, he is Batman's voice. He is, you know, you ask any fan and, uh, you know, they'll tell you Kevin Conroy is, he's Batman, you know, in regards to, uh, animation. And then of course you got Mark Hamill's Joker voice, which is just unparalleled. And, you know, obviously, uh, the, both these men are still getting lots of voice work with DC. Uh, Kevin Conroy voiced Batman, you know, in all sorts of animated features, uh, since the series. Mark Hamill just got hired. Mark Hamill had such a big year this year. Uh, he just got hired to do, uh, the Joker voice for the Killing Joke, uh, animated feature that they're currently putting together right now. Uh, but I mean, in addition to that, Mark Hamill also, he got on the Flash TV show as the trickster twice. And then, uh, ov- obviously, uh, uh, his appearance in Star Wars. You now, so Mark Hamill's had himself a hell of oh, a year. Oh, that
2: him? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, uh, I was
2: wondering
0: who voiced him.
1: Oh, he was in that, uh, he yeah. was in that, that movie. Which, yeah, what's yeah. the one? Oh yes, uh, Star Wars? <laughs> so- <laughs> yeah.
0: Something uh, about, space- it was something about the stars. Space fight, I don't know. Space, space brawl. <laughs> space fight. That's like what, like, it would be translated to, like, for an anime in, in Japan.
2: Space fight.
0: <laughs> space kick. Space kick punch. Space kick punch. <laughs> Um but then you know you look at the Marvel side of things and right around the same time we're talking early 90s probably 92 to 94 92 to 95 um you know Marvel didn't have any prominent animation out there either we talked about Spider-Man and his amazing friends which was uh, a pretty lame cartoon and there's a meme of that now
2: Pretty much, right? Yeah, so Spider Man memes that are.
0: Like- oh yeah, those are a lot of good memes. Come from <laughs> clips of that, yeah. yeah. Um, but but you know, you finally had some defining uh Marvel animation out there when they did their X Men series and their Spider Man series. Um, you know, both those series were, were highly successful. Once again, those two stories were finally told. Uh, within the realm of animation properly, uh, the X-Men stories followed Chris Claremont's work on the X-Men book pretty closely. Uh, some of the big arcs, they did make some some big creative changes, as Marvel tends to do uh, when they convert any story to a different medium, or sometimes even just reusing their old names, as we talk about yeah, yeah. frequently. But, um, <clears throat> no, like, these these two uh titles and they had they had a hulk cartoon out around the same time that that i actually didn't i didn't think it was too bad but it wasn't it didn't have the same uh uh power behind it as as the spider-man and the x-men one did but uh yeah um you know kids our age that grew up with those cartoons you know Got to like, you know, become familiar with these Marvel stories where otherwise, you know, if you didn't read the books at that point in time, uh, you would not really, you know, in, you really have no clue about Marvel. So, um, it was big for Marvel. It was big for comic book animation, graphic novel medium, uh, animation and, uh, very, uh, revolutionary series within the history of American anima- animation. So, uh, you know, it led to bigger and better things further down the line in regards to the Avengers cartoons and, and, and Guardians of the Galaxy and everything else I get out now. So, um, this brings us probably to the last couple of titles that we probably want to touch upon before we conclude today, guys. Um, well. I know this one is a personal favorite of both of yours, so I'm gonna let the discussion commence right now on uh on Rick and Morty which is uh a show that we did bring up during sci-fi month back in uh, November uh, but we're happy to discuss it again
2: Rick and Morty uh, is like probably one of the funniest new shows I, I I mean already I mean it's only two seasons and like I'm in love with it. It's it's so fast the turnaround. Like usually it takes me a little bit to get into a show, just like oh, yeah. you know, you get to know the characters or whatever. But no, yeah, that, this that show does instantly Rick
1: and me. Morty hits the ground running, like from the minute you see it yeah, the first episode where they end up having to go to another dimension because Rick needs these seeds. And then mm-hmm. it turns out that his portal gun ran out of power because he was busy carousing with hot females in another dimension. <laughs> and then Morty has to go ahead and hide the seeds in his ass. And they have to go through <laughs> interdimensional stuff. And then he's like, it's okay. You could shoot out the Morty. They're, they're just robots. They don't feel. And they shoot <laughs> them and they're bleeding all over the place. And it's like... Like, they're not actually robots, Morty, but the bureaucrats, I have no respect for bureaucrats, Morty! <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's just, just completely just outrageous and hilarious and the adventures they go on are absolutely amazing. Uh, it was one of those shows that as soon as I, I did start watching it, mm-hmm. I think it took me all over, of, of three days to go ahead and watch the first two seasons. Yeah, you blew through it. I mean, they're, they're not very long, but like they, yeah. they're the, the quality. Is, uh, yeah, is there. it's
2: like the, yeah, and like just the, the, they do have these great little themes of, uh, that are like, there's, there's lessons in there a little bit.
1: yeah, but usually the lessons end up getting cynical. perverted somehow. Right.
2: It's cynical as hell, but it's, it's like, there are very interesting, uh, themes throughout the show where it's just like, you, you do take something away from each episode. Like, they are, like, each episode is, like, about something that's, like, oh, that's very relatable in a very weird way.
0: It's kind of like, uh, I want to say how, uh, sort of, like, Seinfeld was a show about nothing, but each episode had, like, something, like, they were concentrating on, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, something, like, you know, that can be related to to everyday life, yeah.
2: I guess I can't say that about, like, every episode at all, but, like, it's... There's a, there's a few that For, stick out in my mind that I'm like I oh yeah I, uh, like, so you see like, the yeah,
1: remember the one with the I think it's from season two and that's the assassin he's like hi I'm buying guns oh, off your grandpa that's so funny. and the guy the assassin's like this wicked nice guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then they go to the uh, this the equivalent of an arcade. And um, he's like, just shut up and play this. And it's this game called Roy, but you don't know it isn't at first. And what it is is Morty's hooked up to this machine and he's living this life. As this guy named Roy. It's a video game. And he's lived <laughs> the whole guy's life and then he dies when he's wicked old and then he wakes up and he's like, Oh, what just happened? And he's like, like, You died. It's like beat cancer only to go back to the rug store. Lame. Like, yeah. He's like, No, but you got
2: farther than I did. He's like, You you live a guy's full life. And then it's like a it's In like your a virtual reality
0: thing. And
2: then he's and then he takes it off. He's like,
0: What? What, what just, just happened? happened? I
1: had
2: a whole family and he's like, he's like, had? yeah, and
1: he's like, you, you're like, were playing pfft. a game the whole time. This is like, <laughs> oh, yeah, Rick's like, lame. You beat cancer just to go back to work at the rug shop.
2: <laughs> yeah. The, the assassin thing is so funny. Yeah, it's like
1: go out of here. We're getting off the grid. It's like, Hey, this guy's going way off the beaten path. Roy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Man, so it's funny. So, yeah, it's great. And, um, the assassin he said something Went. yeah he's like a nice guy and he goes like oh here i go killing again (laughs) here i go (laughs)
1: hey if you ever need anything here's my business card (laughs) no so i gotta go because i gotta buy guns off your grandpa (laughs) (laughs) and Uh, then he goes and he sneaks through the thing and then these guilty conscience and he just crashes into the guy it's so worth watching and then uh then it turns out the the thing that he thought he was gonna save was actually gonna go to his own like parallel dimension and come back and then kill everybody who's alive. <laughs> so he ends up killing him himself anyway and then Rick ends up making fun of him and has no idea that like the gas thing was going to kill everybody. It's so Although, it's so deep and like Before like uh, they talk to all your gas pals from this hole in another dimension. Gas I pals. think I think they're trying to t- they're trying to tell you something, and then and then Morty's freaking out because he thinks like Rick's serious because yeah, like yeah. he knows that these gas creatures are gonna like eventually come back and kill everyone. And then Rick, Rick just busts ass, <laughs> just farts wicked loud. And Morty <laughs> Morty was all nervous, thinking that they were gonna be real. And like Rick ended up just making fun of him. They have good they have good voices for that too. Like they, they do, really. and it's actually who is it? Chris Parnell. He he does He's everything father, now. Yeah. He could very well probably be like the wealthiest SNL guy. Well, from the contemporary ones right now, right. Right. From the amount of just the amount of voice work he does. And he's always guest starring and stuff and he's never a Mm -hmm. main character, but he's always there. Yeah. That's
2: like, that's like a dream career. Cause like, you're not, you're not necessarily, you're on the outside looking in
1: and like you make enough so that like, you'll never want for anything. But like people aren't like, your name's not always coming out of people's mouths unless like they really enjoy your work. And it's like, if you were a, uh, on a successful show, but as like sort of a minor character,
2: well, he's That's he's done that part. with all sorts of shows. Though yeah. he's on
1: Archer and now, Rick and Morty, yeah. and, and any other number of shows. He was the Doctor on Thirty Rock was he? So he was a he, yeah. So he was in every. Oh know, yeah, like, I remember that.
2: He was in every, in every like fifth episode or whatever. Yeah, Doctor Spaceman. Yeah, <laughs> Doctor Spaceman is Doctor <laughs> <laughs> <His own> Spaceman. Spaceman. <laughs>
1: Uh, so I yeah, never, I never great.
2: watched
0: that show. Well, that was great thir- show. 30 Rock's a good staple. It's definitely always got some laughs.
1: Yeah, yeah, 30 Rock's What is that? Good. I guess there was a really big deal, deal about it. That was like, um ooh, what's her name? Big Wig from SNL. Tina Fey. Tina And I can't remember her name and then. You just said it. <laughs> Tina Fey, yeah, between Tina Fey and then Alec Baldwin, I guess he was part of that show. Yep. Oh, Ball, Baldwin's a riot. What was that like? Imagine. Five years that show was on. What's maybe it about? Six, maybe six. Yeah. Does it have to do with like what's the show specifically about? Like the they're politics, writers. the politics going oh, sorry, on at an, at oh, just SNL specifically? Sort of. It's like they they're
2: writers for a sketch comedy show. Uh,
1: it's okay, pretty much so they're SNL, on. but they're not SNL. Yeah.
2: Lorne s- Michaels is
1: the executive producer of their show, right? Right. right. I imagine it would have been. So yeah,
2: it's it's pretty much like a. A he, show about writing for SNL. What he does is he
1: finds this talent, and then he works with them for the rest of the, the lives, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's
2: executive producer of... He's probably executive producer of, like, The Tonight Show at this point, of for Jimmy Fallon. Really? He might be. I'm he not feels, sure, He though. feels
1: separate from NBC, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was actually running the fucking network at mm-hmm. this point. Because, uh,
2: oh, you know what's funny? Uh, there was that Adele concert recently. There was? There was, like, a her... She did a concert in New York. And uh Jimmy Fallon like opened it, and at the end of the and cr- he like hosted it or whatever, and at the end, the end credits it's that executive producer Lauren Michaels he's so got his fingers just... in like every pie, yeah yes, he does he likes pie Poontang pie
0: hi oh, I'm sure he gets his fair rocky rocky, I'm sure he gets his fair uh dosage <laughs> of that as well being
1: being Lauren <laughs> Michaels true it's a powerful man, yeah at this point he's probably team, just man. throwing like more graduate degrees at his daughters at this point. You, you get you like old enough to you just stop getting late and just start giving your daughters things.
2: Would you like to be on Saturday Night Live? <laughs> well Doctor Evil was based on Lord Michaels. Was he really? No, yeah. Uh, really? Yeah, Mike Myers based Dr. <laughs> that Dr. is that is funny. Yeah, yeah. That's wicked funny. Michaels.
0: I didn't know that. That that makes it so much better. Yeah. That's awesome. Well um one more, uh, cartoon, uh, that I just have to mention, guys, before we c- uh, conclude this, uh, this week's podcast. Sure. Um, we, we talked a little about Adventure Time, which I think is probably everyone's favorite at this table, I wanna say, if not very close. Yeah, yeah um, no, uh, obviously we're very excited to, uh, continue following that to its end, but, um, an- another, uh, cartoon that showed up on Cartoon Network maybe a year or two after Adventure Time premiered uh that's been you know it, it it's always on like you know i think either before or after adventure time i think after uh so like i started watching it and it's just it, it's it's unique in its own way uh it's got its own style and uh it's incredibly funny uh and that's the regular show
1: oh regular shows are great Cause every episode starts off like, like, regular, regular and it, they, they, they have this mundane problem they have to solve and by the, by the, towards the middle of the episode, things get completely out of hand and by the end of the episode, it's turned into this like, epic, crazy, bro code, laws <laughs> of nature, battle of craziness, like, it, it, just, it always gets out of control in that show.
0: It, it, yeah, exactly. I couldn't have, I couldn't have described it better than that. Uh, yeah, it, it starts off very regular. You know, they work in a park as, you know, landscaping crew or whatever. Uh, and, you know, it's usually something to do with they have to finish their chores or whatever it is. Mordecai and Rigby, the two, you know. Main characters. The two dicks that work at the park, you know. Well, they, they have a whole crew, but. Um, yeah, Mordecai's the tall blue bird, and, um, uh, Rigby's obviously the the short raccoon. And, uh, they play off each other real well, because Mordecai's kind of, like, a little bit more mature, maybe... Not much, but, um, you know, like, sort of, like, more mellow, and Rigby's, like, out-of-control AD, ADD, uh, you know, troublemaker. Um... But yeah, you know, it doesn't take long for the episode to just start getting, getting crazy and, and, you know, uh, whether it's, uh, being summoned to cool court, uh, for being too cool, for painting their, bu- painting their bikes, uh, and getting all these cool clothes, um, or maybe, uh, you know, they have to go down to the crash pit and deal with the car locks or, They go to the land of without rules, you know, but it's always something like incredibly, uh, extraordinary and not very regular at all. And that's why I love the show. And, and, uh, you know, they always have like a, you know, a couple of really, Uh, awesome montages in every episode with, like, 90s music, kinda.
1: Look at the 80s, a lot of 80s music, too. 80s, it's
0: very 80s and 90s based in regards to, like, the video games and clothing that they showcase and, like, all those, like, little gimmicks on TV that they used to have, you know, back then, before the internet, and, uh, how Rigby gets sucked into, like, every single one of them, uh, you know. So, it's, uh, it's become a favorite of mine, uh... So much so that, uh, I, I collect, uh, the DVDs for that and, and Adventure Time. It's.
2: Yeah, I haven't really, I need to watch more of that. I've only seen like a handful of episodes. So, I haven't really gotten deep into. It's
0: you know, worth it. It's your worth adventure. your time. I'll say that much. Okay.
1: It always seems like it's kind of. It was one of those cartoons that you didn't know what you were getting in new. Like, you really have to just give it a chance.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's well, basically what chance. I did. Yeah, I said, like, you know. Well, it's coming on next, so check it out. <laughs> Sometimes it's all it takes. Yeah, so. good
1: stuff. Good stuff.
0: Yeah, so you know, we we definitely uh, touched upon some great works of animation, uh, both uh, in present day and of yesteryear. Uh, yeah, I'm very pumped about uh, you know all the all the awesome shows we were able to discuss, and and we'll be doing more cartoon based uh, podcasts as well. We mentioned that we really want to do a Simpsons podcast. Uh so be on the lookout for that within the upcoming couple months. Um, and join us next week. Uh we'll have another exciting podcast for you uh involving uh either the comic book, graphic novel medium or perhaps film. Uh you know, you we'll keep you guessing until next week, you know. It'll be something to something to look forward to. So, uh, thank you very much for listening, uh, as always. Uh, much appreciated here at Vigilant Geek Media. Uh, uh, my name is Andrew Puzak of Vigilant Geek Media. And with me, as always, my comic book partner in crime.
1: Holden Orm of Vigilant Geek Media. And we want to thank
0: Nathan Burke for being on the show.
1: Thanks for having me again. You correspondent, you. Mm.
0: Uh, well, our newest correspondent here at Vigilant Geek Media. Thank you all very much, and as always, remember to stay stay vigilant. vigilant.